Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Lake show underway following the Twins finale. A big win over the White Sox, 10-1. to A smile here and there on the final day of the season. But it's always bittersweet, the end of the Major League season, whether it comes at the end of the regular season uh, for your team or if it comes at some point in the playoffs. Only one team's really going to smile at the end of all of this, and that is your World Series champion. For the Twins this year, the surprising start, uh, that long run in first place, and then just a disastrous finish. Uh, September, October, not kind to the Twins. They do end with a win, however. 10-1 the final, and on to the offseason. Won't take us long in these parts to heat up the hot stove. It looks like weather-wise we'll need to do that. Uh, over the next couple of days. But, you know, what will the Twins look like in 2023? And we'll get into that in more detail on the program tonight. We will talk football, Vikes, Bears. Uh, we've got the first injury report of the week. We'll peruse that. And then uh, coming up later on in the program, high school football, Rosemont, the Irish, having a big year. Head coach Jeff Herdman joins us uh, after 8. And then Scott Miller We'll, we'll take a look at the big awards. Uh, Louise Horais winning a batting title. And Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs. Uh, the MVP, Shohei Otani's magical year. And then we'll preview the postseason at about 8.35 tonight. Henry Lake is away. Steve Thompson in. Typically in on Saturdays. Uh, fill in for Lake. Uh, occasionally, and happy to be with you on this final day of the regular season here on Lake Night. And with the Twins, I want to start out with a couple of things, and I want to open up our our phone and text line. And, by the way, that number, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, the, uh, the city's one plumbing talk and text line. And I want to throw out some pros and cons to this season. And if, if you've got one, throw it out there. And, and I don't want it to be all negative because it's easy to go negative and say, well, if they would have done this or they would have done that or so on and so forth. I mean, sure, negatives are part of it. When when you end up with a losing record on the season, yeah, there, there's going to be negatives. And when you fall apart in September and here in early October, there's going to be negatives, but but there are also some positives. And I'm going to start with the positives here tonight. But, you know, you, you want to go negative, go negative. You want to go positive, go positive. I'm going to start with the pros. How about the batting title for Luis Arise? Um, who would have predicted that he would take a step forward like he did? We knew he was a good player and was going to be a valuable part of this thing. But he ultimately played a lot of games down at first and not only wins a batting title, 
but was one of the more reliable, durable performers in this Twins lineup. So that is a huge positive, uh, what, what Louis Arise accomplished this season. Another one, Jose Miranda. We know the big year he had in St. Paul. Gets his shot at the big leagues. Almost got sent down and then took off. And uh, Jose Miranda, another huge bright spot. Uh, the rule of three, uh, we'll stick to that. Joe Ryan is another positive. I, I think young guy had his ups and downs, but I think he finished strong and is a huge bright spot for the Twins going forward. So Rise, Miranda, Ryan, my, my top three in pros. I, I'm not going to go with Carlos Correa because I think, if you're honest, you knew in your heart of hearts, Carlos Correa would very likely be a one-and-done, that he would hit the free agent market at the end of this season and command a gigantic contract that the Twins may not be willing to give. And there are only a handful of clubs that are willing to give that kind of contract. You have 30 major league teams. There's probably only four or five that are going to come calling for Carlos Correa. One's not the Dodgers. It's not going to be the Dodgers. Uh, because of, you know, the the whole cheating scandal and the history. He's not going to end up with the L.A. Dodgers. But there are still a handful of other clubs that could write the check for Correa. The cons, injuries. You've you got to be honest. All the game's laws to injury. You, you can maybe go a deeper dive on the injuries and why and what's going on. Could the Twins change their approach or how they're preparing? Maybe. But... Injuries were a huge problem. Front and center, Byron Buxton. But going into the 2022 season, we all knew Byron Buxton's injury history. And and one of the Twins bloggers, I, I can't remember which one, it doesn't matter. The number's been thrown out. He has played in under half of the available games in his major league career. Under 50% to this point in his career. When he's in there, he's great. When he's in the lineup, the Twins are a much better ball club. We all know that. But he isn't in there enough. And going toward 2023, what about Byron Buxton? That's not necessarily on the Twins that Byron Buxton doesn't stay healthy. And By no means I'm trying to be a Twins apologist. I'm just saying that simple fact of the matter is Twins ponied up, paid Byron Buxton, and what did he do again this year? He got hurt. He's been hurt. All the way through his career in the minor leagues, all the way through his career in the major leagues. Maybe that'll change. Maybe. Um, but injury is a huge part of it. The bullpen. When the Twins surprised out of the gate, April, May, and they grab first, and it's kind of like this is a mediocre division. Now, now Cleveland took off and you know blew everybody away in September. But, but the Twins also had opportunities to potentially bury Cleveland, and they didn't. One of the big reasons was a bad bullpen, a dreadful bullpen at times. Um, In a series against Cleveland, coughed up leads, Uh, front and center Emilio Pagan, just not good enough, just way, way overmatched bullpen early in the season when the Twins had a chance to maybe grab a 7-8 game lead. Really get some breathing room. They, they didn't do it. So injuries, bad bullpen, uh, Emilio Pagan front and center. And I brought it up the other night when I was 
sitting in the big chair for Henry here on the Lake Show. And that was the managing approach that became a lightning rod, and I think there needs to be a tweak. I, I don't think the, the game is all about pendulum and the swing of pendulums. And, and sports is so much like this, the, the copycat factor. Once upon a time, there was a thing called the reserve clause. The owners held all the power. The players had none. Well, Kurt Flood and the emergence of free agency, first in the major leagues and then across sports, the pendulum swung in the other direction in favor of the players to the point where, you know, the owners needed to find balance. Now I think we, we have a little more labor peace in baseball and sports, but, but we, we've settled. I think we're in that spot right now with metrics and analytics and the numbers guys have too much power in the game. And I think at some point that pendulum may swing into the middle. I still think the Twins and their management and the way they manage games is still too far on the side of pure analytics and pure numbers. Third time through the order, up, 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 up. I think the fans are bored with that. Pendulum needs to swing more into the middle so there's a balance between the feel of the game and how the game was managed for 100 years or longer and the way it's managed now. Quick break. We'll come back with more on this season. By the way, uh, you're willing to weigh in. The City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is a late show. Twins finale in the books. They blow out the White Sox today. 10-1 to 1, uh, the final. And let's jump over to that Cities 1 plumbing talk and text line after the Twins finale. And let's bring in Gary from Brooklyn Park. Gary, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Good, Gary. What, what's on your mind? Well, I believe that there's a lot of positives yet. When you look at the fact that we had a player to win the batting title, certainly was a great thing for us. I think we had some improvement with the third base because he was just a terrific player offensively and defensively. I think uh, Carlos Correa was certainly a big addition, but I think the biggest addition for the Twins this year was the people that came up from St. Paul, all the young guys that came up. Yeah, I I think there's some positives there. And like I say, the way this year finished and where they were in first place to where they finished, that, that's definitely a negative. I, I'm not trying right. to gloss over that. But you, you bring up Arise, you brought up Miranda. I, I like Gio Urshela. I mean, I, I thought Gio Urshela was, was very serviceable. I think Joe Ryan emerged. Bailey Ober had the injury problems this year. You had Sonny Gray, did a pretty good job this year. Uh, for the Minnesota Twins, I think going into 2023, there's some positives on the starting pitching front, but there is work to do in that everyday lineup and in the injuries well, you know, this year. I think the one thing that they need to improve on is their base running, their base stealing, and they got to start getting guys to learn how to bunt again. I think those well, are the three things that they do have to work on. Well, they they got a Hall of Famer who spends time at spring training every year by the name of Rod Carew. Yeah. I don't know if you could learn from, from anybody better. All right, Gary, thanks for the call. want to get to Jimmy in Minneapolis. Jimmy, you're on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Twins win the finale 10 to 1. Your thoughts? Yeah, Steve, uh, Jimmy Linetti, uh, Clever Fair hey, guy. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? 
Doing fine. Uh, I'm going to call this a positive of the Twins season. Is that really looking forward to not having to see the alternate red and navy blue jerseys <laughs> next year? I hate them both. Yeah, but we, we, we don't know what the new unis are going to look like, Jimmy. We have no, no idea no. What, what, what the new ones are going to look like. No, but hopefully we're, we're done with the red with the TC, and we're done with the navy blue with the, the gold trim on the twin script. I just I don't like either of those jerseys, and uh, I'll be happy with whatever they go with. All right, and that, that'll be one of the things this off season is what ultimately do the, the Twins do, but there will be a change. There will be uh, a rebranding, if you will. We heard Minnie and Paul uh, will be part of that. But, Jimmy, uh, congrats on the new store, and uh, good to visit with you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Hope you can stop by sometime. Yeah, no, no doubt about where you're located. Uh, South Minneapolis, 3742 Minnehaha Avenue. Glove repair. So you got a glove that needs a repair. Jimmy's your guy. Uh, Jimmy, good to visit with you. Thanks. Thanks as always, Steve. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that, that's the thing. And and we're going to carry this over uh, past the, the news here at 7 o'clock is this thought about what was good about 2022, what was bad, and then take a look forward at 2023. And the to-do list because I think baseball fans, let's face it, things spiraled out of control uh, against Cleveland and the writing was on the wall. The Guardians were going to win the division and the Twins weren't going to be in the playoffs. And then I think fans start to turn the page and then you quickly turn toward 2023 and and look forward. And if you want to look back at 22, uh, by all means, if you want to look forward, by all means, we'll get into all of that as we move along here on the Lake Show. We'll talk football, Vikes, Bears coming up. The Vikings, a surprising, a lucky, a very fortunate 3-1 and one out of the gate. But nevertheless, they are 3-1 and one out of the gate. We'll, we'll look at uh, the other games in the NFC North and beyond. Chris Tubbs is our producer uh, joining us tonight. And Chris will certainly... Uh, get involved. And by the way, thanks uh, uh, to the folks who weighed in on our Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line here tonight. Uh, and and we'll get to the text line as well. So if you want to throw something out there, uh, send those texts. We didn't have time here before the top of the hour. Uh, we've got all the news. We'll start with CBS. Uh, Paul in the newsroom tonight, and then much more here on the Lake Show. Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake along with Chris Tubbs here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Twins win. They beat the White Sox 10 to 1 season finale. They finish 78 and 84. And as you heard a moment ago with Paul, uh, one of the big stories Luis Sarais is your American League batting champion. And Chris Tubbs, one of the huge positives out of the season. And we can get into the negatives, once again, uh, pros and cons of 2022 on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. But, but Chris, I, I don't know about you, that, that, that's a great story. Whether they won the division by six or finished six games under 500 or finished 20 games out, 
That is a phenomenal story. To quote my friend Brandon Warren, Arise 316 says, I just want a batting title. I mean, it, it was really incredible hitting 316, by the way, a, you know, kind of a knockoff of Stone Cold Steve Austin 316. <laughs> uh, see, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. It really is, it, you know, it was kind of one of these things that we thought might happen sometime in the future. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. I, I didn't know what kind of a player Luis Arise was going to be when he came up a couple years ago and he was splitting time with Jonathan Scope and then ultimately took the job from Scope and just has kind of been an everyday regular since then. I think one thing that made it even more impressive is the fact that Luis Arise had to change positions, change primary positions during the year from second base to first base when Miguel Sano got hurt and before they really figured out what they were going to do uh, with you know Jose Miranda, but it, it really it's an incredible story and definitely something to build off of for Luis Arise, who is still a very very young guy. Well, and, and the thing about him is, is he really goes into twenty two, where he was probably going to play all over the field, play a little outfield, uh, play here and there because he had Correa at short, Polanco at second, and you, you were just going to find at bats. For a rise, and you're absolutely right. You know the the snow meltdown, and you know he's going to try and catch on somewhere else. I mean, he will get a shot somewhere else, but you still look forward. You have the American League batting champ. You you project a 2023 lineup. Where does he play every day? Yeah. And, I, I still and, yeah. don't know if you can say where he plays every day because he is not a prototypical for his baseman, even though he did a nice job over there. Yeah, he's. I mean, he, you want your first baseman to be big. You you wanted to be, you know, athletic, and not to say that Luis Arise is not athletic because he is. But I I think you want somebody that can give you a little bit, you know, more range at first base, just in terms of size, being able to, you know, stretch forward, go to the right, go to the left. Miranda. And, yeah, a guy like I fully anticipate if Alex Kirloff is not healthy or if you don't think that you can count on him, I, I know that you really want Jose Miranda to play third base, but I think right now you look at it, Jose Miranda, give him a full off season at first base and go into 2023 with Jose Miranda potentially being your everyday first baseman. You can tender Gino or uh, Gio Urshela at third. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, Jorge Polanco is going to play second. But yeah, Luisa Rise, I don't like the idea of him being a utility guy because I feel like you've got to get him in the lineup every day, and, and that's the problem. There's only one spot in the infield that would be open to me, Steve, and you know that Jorge Polanco is not going to go back over there. So you you really are kind of stuck with, you know, is he DHing? Because DH, you want a guy that's going to yeah. get for more power, don't you? I mean, typically. Yeah, and, and, and that. That's what's weird about a rise going into 2023. And a little bit later, we're going to look forward to 2023 and talk about the holes that need to be filled. I, I want to get to a couple of the other things that I brought up and get your thoughts on this. Jose Miranda. Uh, Jose Miranda turned out to be uh, a really uh, big positive, in my opinion. Joe Ryan was another one. And then on the flip side, you know, some of the negatives. And, and I think Chris Tubbs has a great concept. We're going to delve into the pie chart of blame uh, in, in a moment. 
when we look at the 22 season for the Minnesota Twins. By the way, they win the finale 10-1 to on the south side. They jump on them early. Let's go to the City's One plumbing talk and text line and bring in Paul from north of the cities. Paul, hello. Hi, Steve. Love your show. Uh, you know, I saw the Twins making a step forward this year. Uh, not too negative. I expected 81 wins before the season started. Uh, you have to give consideration to the leadership. They tried a lot of things in a short time frame with the lockout. So that really put the Twins at a disadvantage. Uh, they tried hard. I, I think they really need to move up the criteria of durability in who they keep and and who they pass on. Uh, no offense to Mr. Sano, but he does not have the durability. One asked a uh, question, Mr. Kepler. Uh, it's a violent sport. These guys throw themselves on the ground against walls, and the age catches up, and that showed with the Guardians. Guardians is one of the youngest teams in baseball, and they had to go in September because they're younger and durable. So back yeah. to the Bud Grant theme, durability is important as skill. And they yeah, have to I'm, move that up. But that means a younger lineup going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Bud said that for a long time. I, I've been a, a big believer in, in durability and answering the bell as being a big part of it. And that is the number one knock against Byron Buxton. And to this point, a number one knock against Alex Kirilov. Hopefully the surgery to the wrist pays dividends, but we have no idea. And those are two huge parts to all this. By the way, Miguel Sano ain't going to be around. Um, they've got decisions to make on Max Coupler. And by the way, uh, thanks for the call on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line uh, as we put a wrap on the 22 season for the Twins, 651-461-9226. And text line's a great way to go. Uh, from earlier during the game, uh, here's a great text. Uh, Danny and Corey, thank you for an absolutely perfectly called Minnesota Twins season Best to you and your families. Look forward to next year. That from Matt on our text line. Yeah, and a tip of the cap to the entire crew at the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Uh, Just really a great group of guys. Corey and Danny, phenomenal. Chris Atterbury called a lot of games in studio this year. And all the other folks that uh, work on these broadcasts day in and day out, just just a tip of the cap. And, Chris, I know uh, you, you share that. that. That's certainly another positive. They do a great job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, I'm glad that Corey acknowledged a lot of the behind-the-scenes. Yeah, And, I mean, there are people that do it because they enjoy the job and they know that it's a grind. But when when you're – Dealing with the sort of professionalism that you've got with a Corey Provis and with a Dan Gladden and a, a Dustin Morrison and Andrew Halverson and, you know, Chris Atterbury, you know, on and on and on. Like, that is a top-notch, you know, because we get to talk to some of those people behind the scenes. They are a top-notch organization, and yeah. it, it makes Great, our yeah. job a whole lot easier. And we are very lucky in this market. And I know this, Steve, because I've been all over the country. We are very lucky in this market to have a broadcasting team and just a squad like that that we can count on. Because not every market, not every team has something like that. And that that's yep. true. Yeah, Gino and Ruz, T, uh filling in for Chris Atterbury yes. pregame, postgame, doing a phenomenal job this year. 
All right, we're, we're going to probably take a break now because I, I want to make sure we have time for this. I, I think this is fun. Uh, the pie chart of blame for, for what went wrong. We've talked about some of the pros. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the cons. And then we're, we're going to reserve time. We'll, what are some of the key holes going into 2023? We'll get into all of that next. Twins win, beat the White Sox in the finale 10-1. to 1. I know it was a rugged September and a bad October, and now we're going to turn the page and look forward uh, to 2023 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. I had the game on full-time gig, and it was like six runs in the first, three in the second, one in the third. Twins cruise to a 10-1 victory in the finale, and that uh, matinee on the south side beat the White Sox 10-1. to 1. Twins finish... 78 and 84, the White Sox, 81 and 81. Not a lot of fight today. Uh, Louis Varlin gets the victory. Louise Sarais wins an American League batting title. That is the headline of the day. Uh, congrats to Arise, real bright spot this year. Jose Miranda, Joe Ryan. Uh, b- before we get to you know what went wrong for the Twins, and once again, this is... Uh, Copyright Chris Tubbs, our producer, the pie chart of blame. Uh, Carlos Correa, let's bring that up. Um, I am convinced he will opt out and pursue a blockbuster deal. When he came in here, it, it was a showstopper. I was like, the Twins got a Carlos Correa. And then when they said, hey, he's got a one year out, makes sense, comes here, had a chance to help out, did help out, had an excellent year defensively. Uh, Kind of a slow summer. Picked it up at the end. Certainly wasn't enough for the Twins. Uh, but, Chris, I don't know about you, Carlos Correa. I, I think he's looking for something. Six, seven years, uh, 200, $250 million, maybe even more. Who knows? He's got the big-name agent, Scott uh, Boris. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I, I believe Carlos Correa will be wearing another uniform next year. You know, you could look at it that way, and maybe I'm going to go in with rose-colored glasses, but I think Carlos Correa, to me, Steve, is going to be in the same situation that he was last year, right? Because he was one of the marquee names in the free agent market, and you know, Javi Baez got the long-term deal before uh, Carlos Correa, because I think the Tigers made a run at Carlos Correa, and it didn't work. Here's the thing. I think you've got five marquee shortstops that are going to be on the market. You got Trey Turner, 29-year-old who does just about everything. You know, you got Xander Bogarts. Now he's got a player option for 20 mil with the Red Sox. Now, he's going to become a free agent for the first time in his career. Uh, you know, he he was one of those guys that was contending for a batting title. Uh, Xander Bogarts a good bat and a good glove for, you know, the Boston Red Sox. You got yeah. Carlos Correa at 28. You got Dansby Swanson, who a lot of people might not hear of. But if you take a look at the Atlanta Braves, he was one of the big reasons why the Braves won the World Series. I mean, he was an all-star this year. You know, he had just under 300, you know, good solid speed, good power. And then you got Tim Anderson as well. And he's got a club option for $12.5 million. I, I don't know if the White Sox are going to pick it up, but I guess what I'm saying is Carlos Correa is going to have he's going to have some competition out there if you know for that long term deal 
So I don't think you, you can shop around, but I think if the Twins are out there and they made a competitive offer, I don't think they're necessarily as bad off as, as maybe what we would like to, you know, we, we would like to think. I, I still think Correa ends up in New York playing for the Yankees. You know, depending if, if they write the check to, to keep Aaron Judge, and I believe they will because they have the money, I, you know, kind of fluff of the twin for a day that they picked up. Mm-hmm. They picked up Josh. The, the Yankees can write the check and sign Judge to a 10-year, $400 million contract. And they could give Carlos Correa seven years right, and two fifty. But but is is Carlos Correa after coming off kind of a down year offensively? Is is he the number one option out of all these guys? You know, is yeah, is, is he the, is he the bell of the ball? Is he the girl that everybody wants to ask to prom? I, I I just think he the one thing he didn't get credit for this year is. And, and I would say this all the time. Yeah, there were times with the bat where it's like, you know, he isn't doing a lot right now, but night in, night out defensively, he was terrific. He He's an outstanding shortstop. Now, now what is that worth? You, you certainly have to have run production to, to get the big bucks. We, we all know that scenario. But but I, I, I still think there's going to be a club out there that, that's going to pay him north $25 million a year over a long haul, I, I, I believe that. Um, that's why I say he's going to be somewhere else. All right, I want to get to the pie chart. Um, we, we talked about this before the top of the hour and after the ball game, final game of the year. Uh, the injuries, the bullpen, etc. But uh, I love the pie chart of blame. What, what, what do you got? What, what do you think is number one? I, clearly it's injuries. Byron Bugs to not being available. And the bad bullpen are the top two. I mean, if I was going to break that down into a pie chart, yeah, yeah. Br- I mean, those two items are at least forty percent each. Why? Wow. Okay, because I've got four things here. Okay, I've, I've got number one the handling of the pitchers. Wow. I, I've I've got that as probably one of the biggest issues at thirty five percent of the pie chart. I've got injuries Ooh. at thirty. Yeah, I've got the inconsistent offense at 20 because we saw this team, they would go yeah. innings without scoring a run. And you're like, okay, you've got all these guys. How come you're not stringing together you know, more big innings in the middle of games? I think that really hurt them. And then I'll go the lack of talent, mostly pitching, and I'm going to go, you know, prefer, you know, particularly early in the year. My biggest thing, Steve, with the handling of the pitchers, and I, and I say this, and, and you have I, you know, we kind of talked about this. We get too far into the analytics sometimes. And we have a tendency to see these teams. And maybe it's an organizational thing. It's a manager. I don't know where it falls. But we know that once you get to about five innings, we know, oh, you know, starter's going to go out because this is what the numbers say. Here's my problem with that. And maybe I'm alone. I understand you take a look at analytics and you take a look at numbers. But I feel like there was a little bit too cautious of an approach early, and that taxed the bullpen. And especially when you don't have the talent in that bullpen, that absolutely can be a double whammy. Think about this. The Yankees, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Houston, led Major League Baseball in allowing starting pitchers to face a lineup at the third time. Credit Chris Atterbury uh, for that information. They're all in the playoffs. So why is it okay for those teams that are in the playoff to let their pitchers go a little bit deeper? Well, and, and let me jump in on that, and I and I think there's one thing that stands out. 
they they once again brought in some veteran guys with injury history. Paddock, what, five starts before he headed for Tommy John, may return at some point in 2023. But but I will call it the Chris Archer impact because they knew, well, we're not going to get a lot of innings out of him, so we got to baby him, and then maybe we got to do the same thing for Bundy, and then we got this young guy in Joe Ryan. They, they became so tentative when, you know, Bundy's a veteran guy, and, and if he feels good, look – it, it gets back to the pendulum effect. Once upon a time, baseball was run a certain way, and I'm not saying it's 100% right, but baseball was run, teams were managed, players were scouted in a certain way for a century mm-hmm. or longer. Now this pendulum has swung toward the numbers and the numbers guys in the Ivy Leaguers. There's got to be a middle needs, ground. They, yeah, they, and I believe it will balance out, that it that it at some point won't be all about the analytics, all about the metrics, all about the numbers. And I think that got frustrating because there were instances where it's like the bullpen stinks and we're still going to the bullpen and this guy was pitching well. Because this is what the numbers tell you to do. It, it, exactly. And I think that, that gets frustrating. And I think in general fans became wise to that and got frustrated by it. And that's why I believe going into the off season, there needs to be, uh, you know, that that move back into the middle. That we're we're going to manage and we're going to run this thing with the numbers in mind and with tradition in mind. And if we have a veteran guy who's feeling good, let's try and get another inning out of him. Well, yeah, do you, even do you, though the numbers say that maybe we should go to the bullpen, and let's face it, they went into this season knew, knowing that they had some issues in the bullpen but mm-hmm. well, do, do you yeah. remember that that where Sonny gray i think he was asked after a, a start maybe a couple of months ago just about going deeper into the game and you know he all but he didn't say it but i mean you could read between the lines that he was frustrated that he didn't get a chance to go seven or eight innings when he was pitching well you know and well, he, well, he deflected well, sure. some of these you know he deflected to rocco and so i i mean I think that's something you have to take into consideration too. If you're going to go out and try and get some of these, you know, big time arms in the off season, well, I, that's something that they're going to look at. And be like, well, you know, if I'm a guy that can throw 200 innings, or you know, 200 whatever, is this going to happen to me? Am I going to be capped at five innings? I mean, that philosophy could affect your ability to attract big time pitching. And and I think it brings up. I, I think they have a lot of depth in their starting pitching. We've already talked about. Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda is going to come back. Uh, Tyler Malley uh, should be a part of this thing. The the guy who uh, got the the win today, Louis Varlin, you know the local kid. Yeah, I mean they're all going to be to Louis. Yeah, I mean that that's terrific. Uh, and and that that was kind of lost in the fact that Louis Arise wins a batting title, but uh, yeah. Uh, Louis Ireland gets a victory today. That's really cool stuff. So they they need to obviously improve the bullpen because it let them down. I, I, I do agree with that. But but I also think, though, that, that the lack of production you, you could put under the category of injuries, in my opinion. I, I'm not disagreeing with, with that pie chart of, of blame, if you will, but I think the injuries led to you, you brought a lot of guys that that probably aren't, major league caliber and 
aren't ready for the big leagues or have never really been able to prove it in the big leagues, and and that hurts your lineup. When you have two or three automatic outs in, in your lineup due to injuries or, or almost automatic outs, that's a problem that's going to hurt your run production. And let's face it, for a good chunk of the summer, Carlos Correa, you know, wasn't really getting it done. There, there was a number thrown out by by the folks, including Chris Atterbury, you know, about what what Carlos Correa had done with two outs and runners in scoring position. It was an astonishingly low number, you know, single digit RBIs uh, deep into the season. So there, there were a lot of shortcomings to go around. Uh, we will revisit this later on in the program. We will talk more MLB. Scott Miller will join us at 8.30. When we come back, we will get into some football Vikes and Bears coming up. The Vikings, a surprising 3-1. and But first, a break for the weather here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Lake Show, Steve in for Henry. Chris Tubbs, our producer. Twins win the finale. 10 to 1. More importantly, Louise Arise is your American League batting champ. How cool is that? Hit 316. Arise 316 says, I want a batting title. I love it. Put it on a t shirt. I'd I'd buy it. I'd buy an Arise 316 shirt. Yeah, it's so cool. You know, good for him. Uh, what a year. Louis Varland gets a victory today. That That's a great story as well of uh, the local kid. Vikes Bears uh, coming out of the London game. They're back home. A quick look at the injury report. Andrew Booth Jr. limited at practice today. That is a quad. Uh, Zadarius Smith uh, nursing a knee limited in practice today. And then Cameron Dantzler, uh the corner, hip injury but he was a full participant. So the Vikes going into that Bears game, you know, the, the long trip to London, they get the W. They're 3-1 and one out of the gate. They take on the Bears. And what are the odds makers saying about this game? Well, I'm going to tell you what the odds makers say about this game at U.S. Bank Stadium between the Vikings and the Bears on Sunday. Game opened at 6.5. It's moved to the Vikes by 7. So it's moved a little toward the Vikes, and the over-under opened at 43. It's moved to 44. Bears 2-2, two and two, Vikes uh, a fortunate 3-1, and one, but they are 3-1, and one, so I'm not going to throw uh, a lot of dirt on them. And we, we did talk ab- about that. Could easily be 1-3, and three, but it's not. I, I'm betting the under. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under with this game. How far I, under? Uh, this may be a three to two game. This may be the this may be the Twins beating the White Sox three to two. You know, we may have seen more we may have seen more offense out of the Twins today than we will see out of the Bears on Sunday. Let's say that. It, yeah, it, this this is one of those games where it, if they're they're playing at Soldier Field, I I don't like the Vikings' chances there. Mm-hmm. Whatever the year. But but this is one now. You have got a golden opportunity to go to four and one. Oh you, yeah, you've got to take. You've got to win this football game. I you know I I don't care if if the the Bears head coach makes ridiculous coaching decisions down the stretch like Dan Campbell for the Lions and just gift wraps you a victory. I don't care. Vikes have to win this game on Sunday. Well, you've got a team that is barely one-dimensional, no pun intended, on offense. Like 
they do not trust Justin Fields. And, and I know he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. I, I know that he doesn't have a lot to work with, but he's got Darnell Mooney. He, he's got Cole Komet. Like, these are two good young playmakers, and they are not giving them the football. And David Montgomery still likely probably going to be out, so Khalil Herbert is going to be your starting running back. The Bears are awful defending the run. Like, here's a chance for the Vikings to maybe get themselves right. Because you're right, 3-1, and one, last year we saw this team just completely you know, peed on the side of their legs in the, in the end of halves and games. Let's just call it what it is. This team was awful at closing. And you're 3-1, and one, you got a chance to go to 4-1, and one, and then you got Miami the next week. I don't know what Miami's going to look like. But you have a chance to go into the bye, worst-case scenario, Four and two. And, and I mean, you take that with this schedule. I, this, you're, you're right, Steve. This to me, I don't feel it's a letdown game, but coming back off of London and having a matchup with the Bears, to me, this sets up beautifully for the Vikings. You just have to get through it. Yeah, it, it is just a golden opportunity considering you've been very fortunate to get to three and one. Uh, obviously with the win over the lions and and for that matter the win over the saints and you get up uh you get a bears team and by the way they're beat up in the secondary they got three guys on the injury report in their secondary a couple of corners and the safety and then you mentioned david montgomery uh the ankle injury did not participate in practice today so we'll see how that evolves but the vikes at the moment favored by seven and this is one they just need to get it done all right some of the other games uh coming up week five in the nfl chris what what stands out to you well i I think you know let's go to the thursday night game first of all you know tomorrow night you've got indianapolis and denver you got denver minus three denver has they've been very underwhelming this year with russ wilson but you've got Indianapolis that they just ruled out Jonathan Taylor with a an ankle injury. I think it's probably wise to sit him. I, I think Russell Wilson's going to find a way to win this game at home for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and, and I think it's still too early in his Denver career to to uh, jump to conclusions. I, I I think Denver will be okay, and I still think they have a chance to uh, sneak into the playoffs. I'm not going to write them off. The Colts at 1-2-1 and one stand out to me as just like, what a surprise. I, that That's one of the bigger surprises early in the season on, on how much the Colts have struggled. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, right now the AFC South, that's going through Jacksonville. And, I mean, who would have thought that? So, hey, How uh, about London, the matchup in London? Giants-Packers in London, a battle of three-and-ones. Don't trust the Giants at all. At all. Three and one. Here's my thing about Green Bay. We talk about the Vikings being lucky. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Week two, the Packers beat the Bears. Week three, Packers beat the Buccaneers 14-12. to 12. Oh, by the way, Mike Evans happened to be suspended for that game. Then you got the Packers over the Patriots. Oh, by the way, Mac Jones, starting quarterback, didn't play. Oh, then you had Brian Hoyer, who was out. You had Bailey Zappi. I mean, it could have been Frank Zappa for all I care. The Packers barely got by the Patriots. And now you're going to have the Giants Sunday morning when they might not have Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. I mean, what? Who's that? Is it Jeff Hostetler or 
You know, Chad yeah. Chad Powers, you know, think fast, run fast. Is that is that who's going to come out to play? It's like, and then you get the Jets, and then you get the Commanders. Like, you talk about the Vikings being lucky. The Packers ain't playing nobody with nobody playing. Yeah, Eli Manning, did you see the walk-on bit? Yeah, that's Where they Chad, that's did the makeup and went to Penn State? That's Chad one Powers. Of my fa- yeah. It, one, of, one of the favorite videos I've seen in a long, long time. If you haven't seen... Eli Manning dressed up as a walk-on at Penn State. Just do a Google search. You'll find it yeah. in a second. Watch that video. It's it's great. Chad Powers, think fast, run fast. Think fast, run fast. Give yeah, me, give pretty me, good. Give me Chad Powers in uh, in that game. Hey, let's uh, let's continue with the uh, NFC North here. You got the Lions in New England. New England minus three. The Lions are scoring a ton, but the problem is they can't stop anybody. And... I feel like Bailey Zappi, he looked good. I mean, all jokes aside, Bailey Zappi looked pretty good against Green Bay being thrown in there. I think that, you know, right now, because of Detroit's defense, that's a liability. I think the Patriots at home, I think they cover. I think they covered that minus three, uh, you know, and I think they ended up, you know, beating the Lions by four or five. Wow. And you've got one of the great coaches. In the history of the NFL, I, I know there's been well Dan Campbell, know, yeah, yeah, um, you know, and Bill Belichick and all of that sort oh, that of guy. stuff. I thought you talked about um, Dan Campbell. I, I I know there's some warts on Bill Belichick's resume, but uh, him scheming against Dan Campbell, he has just be got got to be grinning ear to ear against that guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> that 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 was coaching <laughs> malpractice. I I would have been tempted. If if my last name was Ford, mm-hmm. to fire him after that game and make him fly Spirit Airlines back to Detroit. Oh, I, I love That's it. How I agree. Like I I I, lo- <laughs> I love the I love the Madden mode, right? I mean, you don't even need a punter. My wife said that if she was oh. if, no, my wife said that if she was ever going to own an NFL team, she would just have one kicker punter combination. Like she would have a Kerry Vedvik. That's who she would have. But I, I mean, hey, I love it. I, I love the aggressiveness. You know, oh, the great yeah, one, of, yeah, uh, one of the greatest coaches in the history of football going up against Bill Belichick. I love it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, you, you got time for one more? What do you got? I got one more. You know, let's uh, let's go to this one here, Steve, because I, I think this one's got a chance to be pretty good. Philadelphia and Arizona. Arizona's struggling right now. The Eagles are riding high. The last undefeated team. In the NFL, I don't think it's going to be easy. The Eagles have the Cowboys on tap next week, but I think Jalen Hurts right now in that offense, they are rolling. I think Philly covers because right now Philly is minus five. I think they beat the Cardinals by touchdown. I was really impressed by Philly. And all of a sudden, one of the worst divisions in football and one of the worst divisions in recent memory, all of a sudden is pretty competitive. Philly, Philly. Yeah, with the Eagles and of the Cowboys. All right, here we are coming up on week five. We'll get started tomorrow night. Once again, Colts, Broncos, Vikes at high noon, favored by seven at the moment over the Bears. Quick break. We'll come back much more here on the Lake Show. Stephen for Henry Chris Tubbs, our producer here on News Talk. E3O, WCCO. Twins win the finale. There's that. They beat the White Sox 10-1. to They jump on them early, cruise to the victory. Louis Varlin gets the victory. Louise Sarais, the American League batting champion, and that's pretty cool. You know, it, it's, we take a step back. Um, 
that that takes a lot of the sting out of the season. That is a really good story for the Minnesota Twins to finish on. You get the Varland victory, arise the batting title. That that's not bad. You know, considering how rugged September was and not not only falling out of first but falling out of contention. Wouldn't you say that that's about as good a scenario on the final day of the regular season you get? You get you get the W for Varland and you get Arise, the batting title. And the fact is he was in the lineup on the final day of the regular season. I love that. And, and he, 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 he goes out there and yeah. takes his hack. Yeah, he earned it. He didn't sit there and be like, well, Aaron, because Aaron Judge didn't play. So Luis Arise didn't have to. But you know what? He went out there. He got a hit, walked a couple of times, a couple of RBIs. Yep. Like everything lined up. So, yeah, between the win beating the White Sox, uh, you know, Luis Arise winning the American League batting title, Louis Varlin getting his first career win. I think it was a great way to go into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't have, like I said, not going to diminish. It was a bummer of a month. But uh, to get it done the way they did, pretty cool stuff uh, today. Arise, Varlin, Twins win 10-1. to uh, High school football following the news and weather. Uh, Rosemount having another big year. Jeff Herdman, uh, the head coach, will we'll visit with Jeff coming up here in a bit. News Talk, 830-WCCO. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.